0: Hey, what's going on, dear listeners? This episode is going to cover the Philadelphia Eagles. So this episode is basically a critique of the Philadelphia Eagles of the 2019 young season so far, but about the team in general, what I see, what I like, what I'm concerned about. So let's start with the bread and butter of this team, which is the offense. So, I have to start with uh, the head coach, Doug Peterson's style. So, what do I like and don't like? What I like about Doug is the uh, aggressiveness of the play call and his decisiveness in terms of going for it on fourth downs. And also, I like some aspects of How he's bringing in rotation running backs and keeping teams off balance. For example, he brings in Darren Sproles to make the defense believe that this is likely a screen pass or a passing type situation and then uses Sproles to run the ball and things like that. What do I not like about how he's using the running backs? Well, first of all, you acquired Jordan Howard. And you're minimally using Jordan Howard. That's one concern. And the problem, too, Doug Peterson's defense is Jordan Howard, unfortunately, makes the offense very predictable. Okay, they're going to run the ball. Yeah. But at the same time, when you're in Jordan Howard in, why shouldn't the Eagles go to more 12 personnels? So two tight ends and Jordan Howard in and then do passing from uh, that set, that situation. That would bring more pre- unpredictable factors into the game to the Eagles' advantage. So, running back usage. i like to see uh, more Jordan, Jordan Howard while keeping the unpredictability, unpredictability. Also, Miles Sanders. So, it's not on Doug Peterson, but Miles Sanders. Sanders is supposed to be the back, the young fresh back who is the speed advantage. He, however, is not living up to that. He is indecisive and he is not showing speed on the field. That's the main concern when it comes to uh, Miles. And if you're going to play Miles, if you give him that much opportunity over Jordan Howard he better be getting some big gains on outside runs he better be fast so I expect some uh, some adjustments there the other backs Corey Clement and Darren Sproles I like their usage and I like uh, everything about what Darren Sproles is doing at his age no problems with that I have no complaints about his age like many other Eagles fans. So let's move on to uh, the uh, the play calling in the passing game. And, and the play calling in general, tempo. Many calls are putting Carson Wentz into a situation where he has to hold on to the ball. There are no clear outlets on many downs where uh, Carson Wentz quickly can check down. But at the same time, Carson Wentz is a type of guy who likes to go deep and who doesn't like his checkdowns. That's on Carson, but at the same time, a lot of plays totally neglect the shorter passing aspect of the uh, of the tempo. And that means uh, I basically want to see more uh short pass friendly type situation going on i like more mesh routes i like the running backs not to just keep going to the flat all the time i like the running backs to uh, run angle or seam better options for carson Wentz in the short passing game so that he's not holding on to the ball trying to go for the kill every single time like i said a lot of that's on carson But at the same time, the play calling could be better to accommodate Carson Wentz so he doesn't get so many hits and he's taking so much punishment. And I'll get to Carson later on that. Also, early in the game play calling situation, Doug Peterson likes to put himself in a hole by not establishing the running game early enough. So... That the team kind of falls behind in time of possession and field possession and score and then unleash hell on the opponents later in the game now that makes an entertaining game but it's not highly sustainable there's going to be a lot of ups and downs unless you're totally blowing people out with your passing game only which has never happened even when the eagles had a great season when they uh, won the super bowl in the regular season the running game was great. And you need to get something out of the running game. Now you have all the tools necessary and they are currently injury-free. So you need to get more out of that. And in the passing game, unfortunately some injuries. Deshaun is gonna create magic for you when he's playing. So with and without Deshaun Jackson, totally different game. Alshon Jeffrey, same situation, he is on -on one-on-one situations, man coverage. Carson Wentz has great chemistry with uh, Alshon so that he can just throw the ball. So with those two players out, you can see why the Eagles can struggle. But uh, what about these other young players? J.J. Arcega-Whiteside and uh, Matt Collins, these two players... Apparently, I mean, understandably, they're not getting a lot of reps and they're only uh, used to their known roles. But uh, if these guys are stepping in, they better know what what is up. So Doug is saying, well, these guys didn't practice and they didn't know what what to do and they were confused a little bit. That's no excuse. So that kind of concludes my assessment of... Doug uh, Let's move on to Carson Wentz The quarterback uh, Fantastic quarterback uh, Grits Determination Never die attitude All the things I love About Carson Wentz And That comes At the expense Sometimes Of him Taking too much damage Too much punishment Some say he's injury prone Well yeah He's been hurt And why is that? Is it because he's brittle? No, it's because he puts himself into Situations where he has to take punishment. So he doesn't like checkdowns, Like I said when I was talking about Doug Peterson and he doesn't like To take the easy way out. He likes to hold on to the ball. So even when he feels pressure and there's a split second between getting rid of the ball and getting five yards or holding on to the ball, escaping a sack, and then throwing it deep, potentially get a 25 yard gain. He'll choose the latter almost all the time. And that's somewhat of a problem. And also, both Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz, they don't trust their yards after catch capability of the receivers and that needs to be addressed. So sometimes it's okay to throw the ball short. and trust your receivers to make some plays. And that's not happening. And if Carson Wentz is getting hit so many times, already early in the season, that's a problem. Also, remember, uh, on that two-point conversion play against Atlanta, Carson Wentz decides to uh, keep it and run for the score. And he was ruled down before breaking the plane, But... That's the exact same decision. That's the exact same play that Carson Wentz tore his ACL. Do you want that to to happen? Of course not. So what Doug Peterson says is, yeah, we like Carson's mentality. So we don't want to change that. But sometimes he needs to make better decisions. Yeah, you're almost encouraging him to uh, be that way and take punishment. What about your franchise? You've given Carson Wentz so much uh, money in contract, and forget all that, he, he deserves it in my opinion, but what about just his health, just his future? I mean, you wanna protect him, so don't encourage him so much, you know? Change his style a little bit. That that would be my thing with Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. Um, as far as everything else Carson Wentz does, Accuracy, great. Power, great. Decision-making. Like I said before, holding on to the ball to go for the kill. Not the best way. So that's where I'm at with the quarterback. The running game, the running backs. I covered this already, but uh, if Sanders is going to be the back that's going to get most of the touches then he better show results. He's not currently. He's not decisive. He needs to be a one-cut back, and he needs to be uh, the back who's going to beat you with speed on the outside. He's not doing that. He needs to be the back primarily focused on the outside runs with the ability and decisiveness to make just one cut inside and go as he sees He's doing neither, and that's becoming a problem. And when you bring in Jordan Howard, you're predictable. That needs to change. That means more Dallas Goddard involvement. Goddard, unfortunately, he's hurt, but I don't think it's a long-term injury. But uh, the Eagles definitely need to go more 12, more two tight ends, early downs, two tight ends. Run the ball or make creative passing plays happen with two tight ends the uh, next opponent of the Philadelphia Eagles the Detroit Lions they're doing that exactly what I'm talking about they have this uh, great rookie tight end Hawkinson and uh, they have uh, a couple other tight ends including Jesse James and they're executing that perfectly currently so that's what the Eagles need to do You know, the Eagles, they're not a lead blocking fullback team. Their extra blocking comes from extra tight ends. And if you want to run the ball, do it that way or run the ball from spread, which uh, the Eagles actually are pretty good at. The offensive line. Okay, the offensive line is very good in uh, individual blocking and uh, creating quick space and that means 2-3 yards every time Jordan Howard touches the ball no matter what the situation is and their ability to uh, do lead blocks pulls power run game that hasn't happened at all no effort has been made to uh, make that a priority how good were the Eagles when they did that during their Super Bowl run? None of that's happening. There's no uh, run scheme where uh, the left tackles uh, leading the way and uh, punishing teams to the outside. When they try, they do it from predictable situations. It doesn't work. So a major, major... Uh, shift needs to happen in the running game. And Jordan Howard, uh, thus far he hasn't dropped balls, so his pass catching skills presumably improved a little bit, so that opens up some possibilities when he's in the game. As far as rotation, I think uh, I'm more in favor of keeping him back in for a drive and, and then switching out, instead of every single down you're switching out running backs. It's not working. Let's try something different. So that brings us to the receivers. Like I said, uh, Deshaun Jackson opens up so many possibilities. And Deshaun Alshon and then Aguilar being uh, the key guy in the slot. So when he moved to the outside, he was still effective. That was probably the most encouraging sign from the receiver core from the Atlanta game and these other receivers uh, they need to be coming in and uh, giving defenses different looks like Mac Hollins for example uh, remember that play he uh, busted out a touchdown um, a couple of years ago and and this is a guy who's a good blocker and he can beat uh, DBs to the outside and uh, he's he's a talented kid so let's see more from him and JJAW, I think he uh, he could benefit uh, by some increased time and responsibility. But uh, I think Mac Hollins is um, probably a better fit with this group. And let's just be patient with Arcega-Whiteside, in my opinion. And as the season progresses, I think he he will pick up his play. That's how I see uh, the receivers. And Zach Ertz, um, Zach Ertz and Goddard, like I said, uh in a lot of situations, Zach Ertz not being a great blocker, it's probably better to just line him up on the outside and just keep, uh, you know, uh, getting mismatches that way instead of, you know, lining him up inside where he's not very effective anyway, but I might be too harsh on Ertz, but you know when you have a very very talented receiving tight end like him more creativity can be uh, unleashed by using them in various ways is how I see you know split them out wide more is how I see it so let's move on to the defense the defense is functional only because of great interior pressure and that happens because of uh, guys like Fletcher Cox and Malik Jackson's gone. Jimmy Jernigan is hurt, so you're in trouble. And you already uh, saw that how the defense adjusted when the uh, four-man pressure got reduced from from these injuries. Jimmy Schwartz decides to blitz more, and couple times very effectively resulting in turnovers and that one time resulting in the game winning touchdown for the Falcons so obviously they can improve in that area but it's a tactical shift by necessity when you have Fletcher Cox with three other linemen and when you don't have a premier pass rusher who can exploit the double teams on Fletcher Cox, then there's not going to be enough four-man pressure. So you almost have to blitz in certain situations, and also because also the Eagles benefited by them not being a very uh, them not being known for being a blitzing team. That benefited, but that's going to change now. Uh, teams are going to be looking for blitzes, but this day and age, when you don't have like most teams, when you don't have Superior four man pressure, you almost have to uh, blitz or bluff by necessity. And that's going to have to happen more. And that's the bread and butter of this defense. When the pressure is not there, teams are going to throw all over the Eagles. The secondary of the Eagles, the deep secondary, not including Malcolm Jenkins, is so mediocre that teams are just going to be feasting on that secondary the cornerbacks they are they're not very good i mean it's it's a well-known secret okay in quotes so these guys are pure zone corners and they do well when pressure is applied to the quarterback but uh when they have to uh match up and uh, play man coverage. They get torched by the elite receivers. And you saw that all last year. And the year prior, the pressure on the quarterback was so great that they played zone and they anticipated, watched the quarterback and made interceptions happen. And also uh, benefiting from the pressure, they didn't have to cover as long. So... Obviously, you know, you can point to the fact that it's a tandem thing, you know. Cornerbacks can't cover when you don't have good pressure, vice versa. But it's a clear, clear weakness of this defense, the coverage. And it's only going to get worse from here. And if Jim Schwartz cannot make some adjustments, blitzes, different types of looks these guys are going to get eaten alive whenever they face a top uh, receiver and the run defense so the run defense of the Eagles they're pretty good Uh, they have very solid interior one-gap play and the linebackers execute enough to you know plug up the uh, assignment holes but at the same time because the coverage is very weak teams are tempted to throw more Therefore, uh, teams just deciding not to run the ball as much is what the Eagles kind of benefit from. But let's see how things go forward with these injuries. Things are not looking good, and uh, they already have their starting uh, linebacker Kruger Hill Hill on uh, uh, with an injury uh, due back in a couple weeks or something like that. But. They will get some help once he's back. And they don't have Jordan Hicks anymore. So uh, this is a fairly average linebacking group. And uh, they're not necessarily good in coverage either. And they expect so much from Malcolm Jenkins that if Jenkins is banged up or team scheme out so that, you know, Jenkins is forced to just stay on the player offenses can definitely exploit this uh, underneath coverage of the Eagles so a lot of liabilities on this defense honestly and if you're Jim Schwartz if you're not going to make those adjustments then um, you're basically not doing a very good job you're just simply relying on a great defensive line that's how I see it. I'm being very highly critical of uh, Jimmy Schwartz. I think he's he's good, but I think uh, you have to make adjustments as you go on with years. You know, it's not 2017 anymore. That's the reality of it. Um, finally, special teams. I think the punting game is great. Uh, the punter is great. The coverage. Um... You know in the punting and kicking game I think they do a decent enough job so far, no huge major plays. Uh the kicking uh the kicking scoring game boy uh it's I'd say it's probably slightly above average. I wouldn't say it's great. I think the kicker is very unique in that he's very accurate from uh, short. Very inaccurate from medium and nice and accurate from deep compared to the average. So that's a unique situation. So you want to see more consistency in the uh, makeable medium range, short to medium range. So that could be a concern as the team struggles with injuries and relying more on sh- uh, lower scoring games. So, yeah, that's, that's how I see uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, my uh, critique of this team. And hopefully uh, the injuries aren't too bad and uh, we keep on winning more games. And looking forward to that Detroit Lions game. The Lions, they're a very tough opponent. I think that is one team that's turned around the, uh, the offense for sure with the tight end and the running back acquisitions or drafts um, in two consecutive years, Kerryon Johnson, TJ Hawkinson, and they're building the team to uh, highlight those factors, and they have a good franchise quarterback. And the defense is doing well enough, and you saw how they played uh, Keenan Allen and the Chargers in uh, in coverage, how well they played that, a very uh, high potent offense was played very well, but uh, it's still a very uh, beatable defense. It's not an elite defense like many other teams, but scheme-wise, they're bringing in a lot of Belichick, which is uh, which is good for them. So definitely looking forward to that game. I think it's going to be a highly, highly uh, competitive game, and depending on injuries, uh, I think the Eagles can uh, definitely win that game, but uh, it's it's not going to be easy. So. Let's uh, wait till next Sunday. But uh, in the meantime, I'll probably put a couple more uh, football topics this week. So, have a great new week. See you next time.